0: Good morning. Welcome to Be a Better Human podcast. And we are concluding the series of How Do I Know I'm Saved today. And I have a couple different passages of scriptures I'm going to share today. So, for those that want to follow along, the first passage is going to be found in Romans chapter 8, verses 16 through 18. And then I'm going to share Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. And then my final scripture for today is going to be found in 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 8. And the reason for me sharing these different passages is to reinforce some of the topics that I introduced in part 2. So if you have not listened to part 2, please go back to part 2. And then come and listen to this. So I was talking about how you should have a testimony. And that is part of you knowing that you're saved, is that you have a personal testimony of um, our our conversion story of when you gave your life to Christ. And we also know that, uh, just reinforce that, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But he says, as scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those bringing good news. So it says, but, all, but not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message. So this basically goes on to say that there's a, there's a progression of people understanding and being um, taught the truth are told, you know, or the gospel itself, people have, they have to make a choice after they hear that testimony of another person saying, hey, this is how Jesus changed my life. You know, he's real. And then there's the fruit of seeing a person that has um, a life that has been changed. And so let's turn to Romans chapter eight. On that note, Romans chapter eight, starting at verse 16. And it says, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit That we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be we that suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And I really want to take a couple of minutes to break just this part down, because there there is the fruits that follow and the works that follow after a person that has truly been changed and truly been reborn so first of all for the believer themselves the spirit actually bears witness with your own spirit that you belong to God so you already have that as a seal and then do you know it didn't say that you're going to become, you know, you'll become rich overnight and you'll, you know, get everything that your wildest dreams and your heart desires. The next verse says, and as children, or if we are his children, then we become joint heirs with Christ so that we will suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. So it basically says you have signed up for a life of suffering on this side of, t- of, of time. Because we know that time is eternal, in the in the process, in the um, time is eternal for God and those that belong to God. We look at life in an eternal way, instead of just a temporal way. So he says, like basically, we know that everything may not go smooth for us here on this earth, but that we will be glorified with the with Christ. So we have a we have a different kingdom that we're living for, and so we can. Endure the sufferings that will come upon us because we are co er- co heirs with him in his suffering, and so I think that's just amazing um, to to see that that's where Paul took this because Paul suffered a lot in his in his life as he told people the gospel and as he made his life about ministry, he suffered a great deal along with the other disciples or the other uh, people. Leave, uh, leading the, the torch with the gospel. They, they didn't have an easy life, a comfortable life. That was far from it. But he also reassured those that love the Lord and that are called according to his purpose that I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So I just like, wow. You know, that that takes a new meaning for you when You have been called according to God's purposes and his plan. That's why I was saying in the last podcast that everybody has their own assignment. And so the Holy Spirit, by him being within you, he's the one who guides you and leads you into your assignment. And that's part of that testimony and that glory that's being revealed through your life. So, um, because I have another point to make, I want to move on to Galatians now. Galatians chapter verses 22 through 23 and this goes along with your life that you're living and the fruits of the spirit and so I wanted to go ahead and name those fruits of the spirit that are found in this in that um in Galatians 5 verses 22 through 23 but the fruits of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance Against such there is no law. So like we know how we have um, the Lord doesn't want us to basically uh, give into the flesh. He doesn't want us to give into the, 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 tang- the entanglement of sin. So the fruits of the spirit is basically all those personality traits that you'll possess that will keep you from being so easily entangled in sinful ways and sinful deeds and sinful um, mindsets. And when you're not thinking about doing wrong, and you're you have a heart of love and a heart of joy, then that peacefulness follows it. And then the long suffering, just like I talked about in, in Romans uh, 16 through 18, we will suffer, but the suffering itself is not really how we're, what we're focusing on. We're just saying, hey, you know, I'm I'm following after whatever I'm chasing after whatever God wants me to have. And he wants me to have this suffering so that I, it can make its perfect work. Patience can do its perfect work in my life. And I can be a better uh, a better child of God. Because without that suffering, we we, be, we do start getting entangled in this world. We get entangled in the lust of the world. So that's part of to keep us humble, to keep us having that meekness that also is another uh, trait of the spirit, of the Holy Spirit, and that temperance. Being able to kind of not kind of but have that self control and uh I think it's called self control in some uh translations because that is that's that's a huge testimony for to the world when they see us having that peace that passes all understanding in the midst of this coronavirus and everything that's going on around us and they see us not losing it. They see us having gentleness and in the stores and everybody else is grabbing stuff and just being ridiculous and we're just sitting there waiting our turn or if they run out we don't act like it's a big deal we just move on when we're able to do that believe me people are paying attention to that and not only are they paying attention to it but it also testifies through the through this that you belong to the lord that you're part of his kingdom and so um my final verse that I wanted to share on this podcast, because I want to, you know, go straight to the point, is how all this is connected. And that's found in First Peter, chapter 2, verse 8. And while Jesus was on earth, he was able to see the hearts of men and how they responded to, to his they responded to him uh, while he was doing the miracles. He was telling people that he was the only way to God, the only way to the Father, and he basically said in First Peter chapter two verses eight that he was a stone that makes people stumble and the rock that makes them fall. And then he said they were they stumble because they do not obey God's word, and and so they will um. So they will end up going to hell, which was planned for them. And so there's a couple different translations. So I want to read a couple different ones. Um, this one says the New International Version says a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined destined for. Um there's another translation, Berean literal Bible, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble at being disobedient to the word, to which also they were appointed. Um. And so there was a particular one that I wanted... Okay, King James. Um, so with Jesus... Instead of accepting the Gospel message instead of accepting his deity they they wanted to do everything else but accept his authority and When I was talking about in another message the authority of jesus there were there had the Pharisees had a very big problem with Jesus operating in his authority that he was operating in because they wanted that power they wanted that influence over the people that jesus was easily able to have but jesus wasn't just trying to have influence over the people for his own gain he was basically here to do something even stronger and deeper uh, of eternal um he had the eternal work that he was doing but all they could see was oh he's influencing the people he might you know get them out of doing a lot of the ritualistic things that we need them to continue doing Uh, So that we can maintain our lifestyle. So they they were wicked people and their intentions were were all about greed and all about control. But Jesus, he truly was full of the spirit. He was truly 100% love, 100% joy, 100% peace, 100% long-suffering, 100% gentleness, 100% uh, faithful, and 100% good, 100% meek. And he was slow to anger. So he was all those things. He really was all those things embodied in a human. And anybody that just could not accept it is because they chose, that was willful ignorance. That was willful ignorance for them not to see or want to see that he was the Messiah. And so that's what it means that these people were destined for hell because they're the one choosing. Not to obey God's word. Or they're the one choosing to reject Christ. And they have to accept Christ. So that they can have an opportunity to become part of God's family. And to be saved. And so that's why it's so important. That how people handle the gospel. And that's why it's it's so much deception surrounding Jesus. It's so much deception surrounding him being the only way to the father. Because that is the part That the enemy knows is going to to keep you from going to hell. So if he can deceive and keep you thinking, oh, as long as you're doing good things and you're good, you know, you're good to nature, good to people. But believe me and believe me and listen to me for real. There's no way that you can be good outside of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So that is already a lie in itself. You can't you can't really be good and you can't really do right. By anybody, not even by yourself, without being a part of God's family and being a part of His kingdom. That's why those who reject God, reject Jesus. That's why they will not be in heaven. Because anybody that could make it to heaven on their own accord, why would we need Jesus? Why would we need His? Why would why we why would He have needed to come to to this earth and do the job that none of us could do, which was be perfect and keep the law? He knew we couldn't keep it. So he came to give us that access back back to the Father. And that is the best news. But if people won't get behind that, they can't accept it. They don't want to accept it. Not that they don't understand it. They're choosing that willful ignorance to reject Jesus. Then it's a serious punishment coming behind that. And that's why I wanted to end on First um, Peter chapter 2. Uh, verses 8 because I want you to look it up yourself and see um, read that whole passage in its entirety but this was the main part that I thought was so interesting because it says they stumble because they disobey the message which is also what they were destined for and I was just like wow wow so um, there's just no there's just no way around it folks um, how do I know that I'm saved? Well, I've given my heart to the Lord. I confess that I know that the gospel message is true; that Jesus died for my sins. Um, I have a testimony story. That's another check. Not only do I have a testimony ser- story, I live with the fruits of the Spirit. They're 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 evident in my life and how I treat people and how I operate, how I um, conduct myself in this world and i ha and I have been persecuted, I have had long suffering as a christian and i know, I believe it's going to get worse. I believe it's going to get more intense as the time goes comes closer to christ coming back i'm but i'm I'm not concerned about it that much because i'm co- heir with the Lord, and so I know that if if he suffered on this earth, he said they hated him first, so there is not really. Anything I else I really should um, expect from the world because we're not on we we're, we're not we don't have the same goals we don't have the same mindset, so the world is going to co- go against go against the truth and go against true righteousness in the people of god that that's what they're supposed to do and so because 'cause they're um rafts what do you call it? vessels of wrath fitted for destruction, which is also a quote from the Bible I don't know exactly where it's at, but he said these people wicked people that persecute the saints they were vessels of wrath fitted for destruction which is pretty much the same thing that i just referenced in in uh, peter that these people are against us they're not for us they are against us and that's where the deception comes we're saying oh we can get along with people of different faiths we can all come together and pray together we can all you know have this sloppy agape it's all we're all headed to heaven that is so far from the truth and i I I can't I can't do anything about that part. All I can do about all I can do is say I'm going to continue to tell the truth and I hope that people are receptive to the gospel. I hope that they get their their um calling and their election sure and that they start if this makes somebody rethink how they're approaching their eternity, I would that would be very much what I was trying to get them to do. Because if you're not, either you're either you're going to be on your way to heaven or you're not, and there's no way to be headed in a different uh direction and still get the same, um and still get to heaven. Like you can't be going the opposite path and then still saying you're gonna your destination is heaven, when the scriptures clearly say that that can't be possible. So, I just want to encourage you in this word. ends my my, um, study on how do I know I'm saved. So thank you again for tuning in and I hope this was a blessing to you and be a better human. Be a blessing to get a blessing.